With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. I've been doing this a long time. I've been in radio business a long time. I've often said that the only ailment that can cause you not to work is laryngitis. And, uh, and I've had laryngitis before, and I haven't been uh, unable to do radio uh, because of that, because I've lost my voice. I would like to add to that list really biting your tongue, because I, 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 I guess I had bit my tongue when I was younger, but I hadn't done this in years. I did it over the weekend on Sunday, and I am still feeling the wrath. Uh, and uh, so I'm in the injury tent is where I am. I'm in the injury tent right now. And I'm uh, heavily medicated. I took some, uh, as my friend uh, Looney would say, pharmacy-grade ibuprofen. I took some of that. Tom Looney! Uh, all kinds of ailments. My uh, my wife came up with some stuff she found that she put there. So uh, I've got everything. And so we're going to power through. Power. I mean, how bad could a, a bitten tongue really be? 
right? I mean, there are worse problems to have in the world, right? I mean, you, if you were to pick an ailment, you would take a bitten tongue, a mangled tongue over a lot of stuff. I just wanted to point that out. I was told by a friend I was talking to on the phone that I sound like Lou Holtz used to sound when he was coaching Notre Dame, that I have a lisp uh, because of my tongue. So I'm doing my Lou Holtz impersonation here. Hey, but Lou had a, like a 15-year career in television with a lisp. So I but think- you still have your teeth, though. I, I do have my teeth. That is uh, that is correct. In fact, I wish I didn't have my teeth right now because my tongue is hitting my teeth and it's causing a great amount of pain, a uh, tremendous amount of pain right now. Anyway, let's get, get on with the show, as they say. Enough about me. Who cares about me? The Pittsburgh Steelers finally earning their first win of the season. I thought they would go 0-16. I'm very disappointed. They, they won a game. and they, they ran all over the Cincinnati Bengals. To the tune of a 27-3 beatdown at Heinz Field as they poured out the ketchup bottle all over the place. So the question, were you more impressed with the Steelers or more shocked at how poorly the Cincinnati Bengals performed? Well, the answer, obviously, is the better stories in the losing locker room. The Cincinnati Bengals are an embarrassment. I mean, wake up the echoes of some of those old Cincinnati. If you're an old guy and you remember some of the old Cincinnati Bengal teams from years before Marvin Lewis took over, this is like a throwback to the good old days. It's like the the planets have lined up. The Bengals are back playing Bengal-like football. But they played like this even under Marvin Lewis in primetime games. But I've got beleaguered, bedwetting, and dogfight. And we will tie all of this together. Uh, now, A, this game didn't have much sex appeal coming in. We knew that. and But, my God, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I would rather look at dogs poop out in the woods than watch uh, Andy Dalton play quarterback. I feel it's more entertaining. You don't know where the dog's going to poop. You know, they have bets at, at uh, some state fairs, not about dogs, but about cows. And you can bet where the cow is going to unload the, uh, the the fecal matter. And you can bet on it. They put like a, a Kino board up. And you can buy like a square and and see all that. That would be more enjoyable than Cincinnati Bengal football. Uh, it was like they did not want to beat the game. It was like it was a nuisance to have to play the game. A <laughs> uh, dog that poop fast don't poop for long, man. That's right. Thank you very much. That's Khalil Mack. That's some real talk right there from Khalil Mack. But uh, it's like the, it's like the Bengals had other plans. I, I don't know. Maybe they had a nice dinner plan after the game. They had to go out in Pittsburgh, the Permani brothers. But it's open all night. It doesn't close. But they didn't want to play the game. That was slop. That was a total farce of a football game. The biggest atrocity uh, outside of Dalton was the Cincinnati defense. I mean, they thought Mike Shula had taken over as the coach there. Or was it David Shula? One of the Shula brothers. I forget which one. They were all bad. Don was good. The other guys were terrible. Uh, but it was a dollar store tackling effort. Mason Rudolph, who I still don't think is all that good. I know hey, it's coming out party. This is going to lead him to the promised land. I was not impressed. Who? He threw a bunch of short passes, high percentage passes. The Steelers turned them into uh, decent plays. Not all of them. And the, the one big play that skewed the stats uh, was Deontay Johnson who the Bengals decided, and I think this is a unique defensive strategy. I don't know if Zach Taylor learned this from Sean McVay, but to not defend the receiver and allow him just to run free through the secondary, that is a bold 
defensive strategy by Cincinnati. I don't think anybody else in the NFL regularly does that. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Redskins. Uh, but Deontay Johnson was wide open. The only thing that could have knocked that pass down was if uh, lightning had come down from the heavens and, and struck the football. Other than that, kind of mild night in Pittsburgh, uh, no big deal. 43-yard pass play for a score against no defensive pressure. And so Mason Rudolph ended up only having four incomplete passes. He had 229 yards uh, passing, 8.2 yards per attempt, which is good, but the numbers are misleading. As I said, I was not impressed uh, with with Rudolph. Outside of that big play, the 43-yard pass play, you take that away because the Bengals didn't even pretend to play defense on that play. The rest of the game, he had 23 completions for an average of less than 7 yards per attempt, which is either average or slightly below average. Keep in mind that Pittsburgh coming into this game, and I Roethlisberger started at the beginning of the year, he got hurt, but Pittsburgh was the 30th team in offense per game. They were averaging 269 yards per game. Only the Dolphins and Jets had been worse, and yet they moved the ball at times with ease against a beleaguered Bengals uh, defense. Cincinnati, a poorly coached team. They were befuddled. They looked disorganized. They were discombobulated. Cincinnati, you know how many sacks they had in this game? Zero. You know how many quarterback hits they had in this game? Zero. How many pass defended or passes defended did the Bengals have? Spoiler alert, uh, zero. They did not have a single pass defended. They did not have a single quarterback hit, not a single sack. Shut out. Now, here's Zach Taylor, who should be back washing Sean McVay's laundry after that performance. Here's uh, Taylor explaining what the hell happened. We're 0-4. We're the 0-4 2019 Cincinnati Bengals right now. And, and uh, you know, it, it's a test of our character. You know, that's what I told the guys. Our, your, your character is a man and your character is a football player. How are you going to respond right now? Are you going to feel sorry for us? Because nobody else on this planet feels sorry for us right now. You know, and and uh, it's going to be the opposite. You know, people are... are uh, going to take shots at you right now. So, not me. What are we no. about? We, we, I think it's a group of guys that's going to step up and respond. You know, and and it just hasn't been that way yet. Yeah, he's he's drowning as coach of the Bengals. Can we all agree on that? That this guy's in over his head, and what a terrible hire by the Bengals front office. What are they thinking? This guy doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, team's unprepared. The, the, the offense is disjointed. The I mean, you go on and on. Anyway, here's more from Zach Taylor pointing out again. Well, there's only one way this can all work out. I, I, I'm just up here making excuses what it feels like, to be honest with you. we got to get it done. You know, we we got to figure it out. i got to figure it out. Players got to figure it out. we got to come together. And, and uh, you know, we, we can't all be up here making these excuses for not scoring points and, and not getting stops. And it's just on us to get it figured out. Yeah, just wait. You're still only in your first year as Bengal coach. And if you coach like that, you won't even get a second year coaching in Cincinnati. Now, part B of this, you've got Andy... Dalton, the Komodo dragon in the room. Now, he, I figured, and, and this is on me, I figured that he would actually have some success uh, in this game. Now, why is that? Because everyone on God's green earth has found the promised land against the Steelers so far. Now, it's only been a few games, but Pittsburgh was 30th in the NFL in pass defense. They were allowing over 300 passing yards per game. So, in retrospect, this is my bet. 
I mean, Andy Dalton is a second-rate quarterback, and this was a shrug-inducing performance. He was tentative, the usual pocket panic. This was a new record, I believe, though, sacked eight times. The Steelers had 12 quarterback hits, five different Pittsburgh defenders finished with multiple quarterback pressure. You saw the game, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you didn't. You're lucky if you didn't. Uh, not all of those not all of those quarterback hits were the byproduct of a shoddy offensive line. Now, there's no, no getting around the fact the Bengals have a poor offensive line. But rather than take a page out of Tom Brady's playbook, and Tom Brady didn't have a good day in Buffalo, but you know what he didn't do? Get sacked. He got rid of the damn ball. Instead, Andy Dalton channeled Deshaun Watson. And in large part, because of his incompetence, Dalton helped the defense out. They looked like the steel curtain of past generations. Andy Dalton, yet again, not ready for primetime. Now, I've read a couple of different numbers on how bad he has been in primetime games. Uh, The last number I saw is he's 6-19-1 in primetime starts uh, in his postseason uh, included in that, and he's averaged less than 6.4 yards per attempt and a 6-19-1 record, a 2.40 winning percentage. He has made a career out of bedwetting in primetime games. Uh, I mean, my goodness. Bengals had 175 total yards. They averaged 2.7 yards per play. The Cincinnati Bengals they had eight penalties for 60 yards. It's a poorly coached team. They had two drives, only two the entire day that went more for more than 35 yards, which I guess makes sense. They only had 175 yards total. And they ended those, by the way, with a 46-yard drive that went for a fumble. Compliments, I believe, of Andy Dalton. And then a 64-yard drive that was capped off by an interception in the end zone by, by Dalton. Again, Andy Dalton, you suck as a quarterback. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm never going to give up. Oh, God, please give up. Regards to the situation. Why not? Um, You suck. You know, it's just how you have to play the game, and it's how I play the game. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, regards to the circumstance, you're going to try to do your best out there. We sucked, and we sucked at a time that you can't suck. Dalton should have his own clinic, and it should be how not to play quarterback in the NFL. You know, quarterback for dummies, the Andy Dalton story. My God, is he terrible. And uh, I had some dope on Twitter was trying to defend Andy Dalton. I was like, man, oh, it's not his fault. It's the offensive line. Always the offensive line. Blame the offensive line. If he had a good offensive line, he'd be great. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. You're a loser. Hate people like you. I can't stand you. Always defending the quarterback. Never the quarterback's fault. My God. All right, here's more from... From Andy Dalton, and he says there's one thing, and if there's one thing happened, that's all it takes to, to turn things around. It all starts with one win. It starts with the preparation as we put in uh, for the Cardinals this week, um, the attention to detail, and everybody has to play their best, and we haven't done that up to this point. That is an understatement is what that is. All right, so the the last word here. For Pittsburgh, this win was essential. I didn't think they could pull it off. Now they have the Ravens in Pittsburgh and the Chargers in L.A. in the next couple weeks. Now those are 
I would say 50-50 games. I think they have a shot against the Ravens. The Ravens have come back to earth. They were a product of playing cupcakes and cream cakes and the Dolphins and the Cardinals, and now that they played some better teams, the Ravens uh, lost to Kansas City, lost to Cleveland the last couple of weeks. But those are 50-50 games, I'd say. So that would have been conceivable if you lose to Cincinnati and you're Pittsburgh, you're talking about instead of just 0-4, you're looking looking down the barrel at 0-6. And now they are 1-3. They can hit the reset button uh, going forward. We'll see which Steeler team shows up next week. Baltimore has a substandard defense, which should give the Steelers some hope. But, I mean, the Bengals just, that was no competition. By Cincinnati, it was it was brutal, is what that was. And, and meanwhile, the the Bengals, they are in a legit dogfight with the Redskins and the Dolphins. And shout out Broncos for the worst record uh, in the NFL. It's a race to see who can go zero and sixteen. Now, I was hoping to get two zero and sixteen teams in the NFL. Why not? Uh, it'd be wonderful. Unfortunately, the schedule gods have not shine down because Cincinnati they've got a very winnable game against the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Alligator Arms Murray at home this week and then imagine week 16 Bengals at Dolphins craptastic football October 13th the Redskins play the Dolphins so the Dolphins they have some winnable games here Cincinnati got two games with the Jets they stink so Cincinnati and Washington would both have to lose to the Dolphins to continue that 0-16 dream uh, this season. The, the Broncos actually have the most difficult schedule of the teams that have yet to win a game, meaning that now the injuries start piling up for Denver. You've got Joe Flacco out there. You're just good enough to lose close, and then you start giving up, and the Broncos have a shot to really – We'll go 1 in 15, 0 in 16, something like that, the way they play. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zincom slash find. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we will not belabor the point about the the Monday night game. There's not much to say. 27-3 to was the final score in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cincinnati Bengals, who decided they wanted an extra bye week, and they wasted... A decent amount, not too much, because it's not that far to get from Cincinnati to Pittsburgh, but they still had to travel there, and they wasted some uh, fossil fuels. It was bad. But some of our guys in Cincinnati, some of our P1 Maller militia guys are like, hey, I, I live in Cincinnati. I didn't even turn the game on. <laughs> like, I, I live here. I'm like, please, they're killing the, the Bengals and calling them by their <laughs> derogatory name. Uh, Justin in Cincinnati, some of the other guys there. Uh, what not? Anyway, so uh, as far as the NFL justice, we had a feeding frenzy that, that has taken place. And it happened on Monday, and it's not about the Steelers and the Bengals. It's not. Uh, this is about a former Cincinnati player. The media and many fans are rejoicing, dancing on the grave of Vontez Burfecht, linebacker for the Raiders. Now, I don't know if you saw this or not. If you've been listening, maybe you missed it. But the Raider linebacker, Vontez Burvick, has been suspended for the rest of this NFL season. Why? 
A helmet-to-helmet hit in the game against the Colts on Sunday against tight end Jack Doyle. Down goes Doyle, and the NFL said, nope, 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 nope. You are gone to the who's gal. Now, he was ejected in the second quarter. Raiders won the game as they had a pit stop before going to London where they're going to play playing this weekend. Uh, he was initially, perfect flagged for hitting Doyle in the head right across the middle, but after they had a powwow, the officials determined, well, we'll throw your ass out. Uh, the league said that perfect w- will not be paid during the suspension, which, if it stands up, will cover the postseason as well. <laughs> Raiders making the postseason. What are we talking about here? Come on. Uh, and the the NFL cited the repeated violations, yada, 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 unnecessary roughness rules that have been disregarded by Vontez Perfect. And this is the longest suspension ever handed out for an on-field incident. Vontez Perfect now has the all-time record. Congratulations. I know you're very proud of that. Now, the NFL VP of Football Ops, John Runyon, Uh, He chimed in. He wrote a letter to Burfick explaining the decision. Now, of course, I feel like this should be a private letter, but it's all over the Internet. And uh, he did this like an open letter, I guess, to to Burfick. He said there were no mitigating uh, circumstances on this play. This is from John Runyon, former NFL player who's now the czar of football punishment. He said, quote, your contact was unnecessary, flagrant, and should have been avoided for your actions, you were penalized and disqualified from the game. Following each of your previous rule violations, you were warned by me, talking about John Runyon, and each of the jointly appointed officers that future violations would result in escalated accountability measures. Uh, however, you have continued, John Runyon said to Vontez Perfect in this letter, you have continued to flagrantly abuse rules designated to protect yourself and your opponents from unnecessary risk. Um, now, Perfect was in London with the Raiders, we are told. And imagine that plane flight back. They they sent him back to the States. Um, imagine how, well, let's see, I, I'm on my way back and I've just lost over a million dollars in salary. Uh, wow. All right, so let us discuss. Now, this is being appealed. Uh, he's going to appeal as he comes back from from London, Vontez Perfect. So what are the chances? What are the chances that Vontez Perfect ends up playing another regular season game for the Raiders this season? And I'm going to go against the current here because I know there's a feeding frenzy going on, as we said, but I'm going to set the odds at minus 800 that Perfect does play for the Raiders again. This, this does not hold up. Under scrutiny. Now, if you're not a gambler, that implies there's an 88% chance that Burfecht will be able to play again for the Raiders this year. So I've got the Buzzards, Selective Justice, and Snowflake Nation. And we will combine all these things. Now, I must put a qualifier. I'm not a Raider fan. I have no skin in the game here with the Raiders at all. I'm not a Vontez Burfecht fan. I don't hate Vontez Burfecht. I know... Uh, that is going against popular opinion. Perfect is public enemy number one. He is the hoodlum. He is the heel. He is the scoundrel of football. And there are many people rejoicing over this punishment. It, the NFL officials received a great amount of applause, attaboys, from the media elite that cover football 
And uh, they really loved it, right? The intellectuals who write these columns, oh, they, they didn't go far enough, though. They should have suspended them all for life. Ban- give them the Pete Rose package. Ban him for life. Right? That whole thing. Uh, lock him up. Lock him up. Right? Uh, that's, that's pretty much what they're doing there. Frothing at the mouth uh, because of uh, Vontez Perfect and his uh, style of football, and he should be in prison. He's guilty of assault. He's mentally unstable. Blah, 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 blah. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. So the, the buzzards are feasting on the rotting flesh of his NFL career. So Perfect is being sliced and diced and analyzed and scrutinized. And uh, of course, we, we know he's not the uh, proverbial Boy Scout. Doesn't have to worry about that. We know he's not going to win any kind of awards for community service. But by modern NFL standards, right? by the standards of the NFL today, he is a bad hombre. That is what Vontez Perfect is. That's his claim to fame. He's a repeat offender. I understand all that. All that is understood. But this guy has, because of his rap sheet, put himself in, in the crosshairs of the NFL. And they're trying to make an example out of him. He has received now, from what I read, 13 suspensions and fines going back to his days in Cincinnati before heading out west to the Raiders. He has lost over $5 million, if this holds up, over $5 million in salary over his career. Now, furthermore, I realize that I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I believe I'm on the right side of this argument despite that. Vontez Perfect has a very strong case. Now, my limited overnight radio experience of law, I practiced law here on the radio for many years without ever passing the bar, although there is a bar across the street, and I do pass that every day I come in here, so I do pass the bar every day I come into Fox Sports Radio. I'll point that out. Uh, But Perfect has a strong case. Okay, why the punishment is excessive. The consistency of the NFL in regards to these type of matters, the suspensions, the ejections, is comical. But we know it's subjective by nature. But even by the subjective standard, this is unprecedented, this particular action. Nine other players have received season-long suspensions. You know what those people did? Hard drugs, gambling, domestic abuse, vehicular manslaughter. Things like that, right? But this is an on-field situation. Now, you're not going to like this, but this was, it's going to shock you, a football play. I know I'm being a heathen, but it was a football play, and I know the hip thing to do is say, no, it wasn't a football play. You don't know anything about football. Uh, But I do, and I watched it a million times because you can't avoid it because of social media. Clickety-click, you can watch it over and over and over again, but my argument, I believe the argument that Vontez Perfect and his counsel, his legal counsel will make, is that this was a football play. Perfect, his hit was obviously a penalty. He was penalized, should have been ejected from the game uh, for the hit against Jack Doyle. But remember, the Colts tight end Doyle was getting up to run, so it was. It's not as egregious as it's being painted by many of the mainstream talking heads and the blowhards on radio. Uh, it, it wasn't. I mean, it is selective justice because under the appeal process, Vontez Burfecht is going to win. The single longest suspension for something that happened during a game came way back in 2006. And the Tennessee Titans had a guy named Albert Hainsworth. And 
he stomped on the the head of the Dallas Cowboys center. I forget the guy's name, but it was a it was a big story. I was here at Fox Sports Radio. It was a big, as you might imagine, in the early days of social media. Social media really hadn't even taken off yet. Twitter wasn't around in 06, but it was a big story. And it was like, oh, this guy will never play again. And he got suspended five games. Uh, that was it. So, in other words, here's what I see happening. Perfect's going to say, hey, football play. Uh, and you know, Doyle was getting up. What is he supposed to let Doyle run, you know, stand up and run before he tackles him, right? So, I should have been suspended, whatever. But, not for the rest of the year. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. Uh, therefore, I expect Burfecht to have his punishment slashed in half. Now, because of his past transgressions, I believe that he will get a six-game suspension. So it'll be one more game than Albert Hainsworth got. Uh, they'll throw an extra game on. So six-game suspension for Vontes Burfecht. Now, the last thing, uh, he is a guy living in a digital world who is analog, uh, Vontez Perfect. I mean, th- this is the definition of that, right? His reputation precedes him. You, know, so you hearken back to the, the the savage days of the 1970s, 1980s, and 1990s, early 90s of the NFL, when football was, by definition, played at a very violent pace. And part of my my feeling is I'm I'm not outraged and offended by these hard hits, whether it's Vontez Burfecht, some, some of these are ridiculous, and he should be punished for them, but to throw him out for the rest of the season seems uh, pretty absurd. When you're selling violence, the NFL's in the violence business. They're trying not to be. I know they're trying to slowly, uh, slowly, like the boiling frog, eventually get, get away from tackle football, but they are in the tackle football business. And Vontez Burfecht, if he played in the 1970s, you know what he would be? Just another player. He would just be another player. And uh, and I, I'm of the age where I grew up watching these NFL films documentaries about the hardest hitters in the NFL and uh, and all that. So that, that's that's my experience with football. But the the modern day sensibilities of the snowflake nation cannot handle the brutality, and because of the snowflake nation. They get very emotional. They're verklempt, is what they are, uh, with this. And and you know, oh, how we have changed. But I, I imagine, think about the people that are all offended by Vontez Burfecht's hits. Uh, think about the Colosseum in ancient Rome. Koopa Loop was at the Colosseum in ancient Rome, right? Koopa, you were there. Was it last year or this year? Uh, yeah, in July. In July. So just a couple months ago, Koopa was at the Colosseum in ancient Rome. And gladiators staged fights. Now, gladiators were actually slaves. Do you know that? They were actually slaves. Yeah, people. A lot. I don't know. A lot of people know that, but I, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe I just was late to the party. But gladiators are slaves, uh, and they would fight other gladiators to the death. Right? To, it, it was a blood sport. They, they'd sometimes bring in animals. They had they had gladiators that were animal specialists, and they'd go take on a rhino or some crap like that right there in the Colosseum in Rome, and the crowd would go wild. And then, as a gladiator, if you were defeated, you were supposed to kneel and take the death blow without whimpering or flinching. Just get down and kneel, and that's it. Game over. See you later. Gonzo. So, listen, perfect. Here's the other thing about this. The guy is loved in the locker room. It's odd to say that, but he's a captain 
of the Raiders. You have to be voted as a captain, right? I mean, you don't just get the captain title. John Gruden just doesn't say, hey, you're the captain. You have to be given that as a vote by your teammates. So, again, just to recap, I believe this will be over overturned. It will not be a full season. He'll get, I'm going six games, and uh, he'll be back. And it doesn't mean he won't do something stupid again and get punished again, but he will he will play again for the Raiders uh, this year. It is the Ben Maller Show. We'll take some more calls here and uh, a lot of calls because if you're late to the party, um, tongue messed up, messed up my tongue. So I'm still um, I'm dealing with that. Am I, am, I, am I fishing for sympathy? I'm not. I'm just explaining the situation, Roberto. It's only obvious. Exactly. The, the fact that John Runyon's uh, uh, dealing out punishment, that's, that's hypocrisy at its well, finest. Well, that's his job, the great John Runyon, the former One Philadelphia One of the dirtiest Eagle. players in the NFL in his time. He knows about dirty. He does know about dirty. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinncom find. That's ZYN.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. A truncated Maller to the third degree. Here's Kobolo. Ben, with Joe Madden getting fired from the Cubs, former catcher David Ross admitted that he has interest in succeeding Madden. Uh, he called the position, quote, one of the best jobs in baseball. Do you agree with him on that sentiment? All right, so here's my thing on David Ross. Uh, I-, I was told by somebody that claims to know stuff that this has already been in the works for several months, that David Ross, it's pretty much his job to lose. They've already talked to Ross about this. They they had choreographed Joe Madden's departure. So this is not something that's you know, coming out of left field and all that. Uh, but yeah, the Cub job is a good job. Number one, there's a line of demarcation, line in the sand, if you will, in baseball. You have the haves and the have-nots. And the Cubs are a big market team with a lot of resources. You would much rather be managing that team than the Pittsburgh Pirates or the or the Seattle Mariners or some team like that who are on the oodles and noodles uh, diet, like our friend Marcel in Brooklyn. And secondly, you got to look at this short game, long game. Short game, you're replacing a legend, Joe Madden. You have a roster of underachievers. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, not as good as anticipated a couple years ago. Not bad, but not as good as they were supposed to be. And the pitching staff. That's the big bugaboo. You Darvish, Cole Hamels, and John Lester all on the backside of their careers in their mid-30s. Now, I don't know how many of those guys will be back. They'll get rid of some of them, whatnot. But if that's the, the rotation, the meat of the rotation, that's problematic. But overall... If you do a cost-benefit analysis, yeah, I believe the Cub job is a good job. Next! Now, it was reported over the weekend that Antonio Brown would be filing an unprecedented number of appeals in an attempt to earn back nearly $60 million. So that includes twenty nine, the $29 million that was uh, guaranteed from the Raiders. The nine, <laughs> the nine million dollar signing bonus from the Patriots, and even another twenty million from the Pats for a twenty twenty contract option. Yeah, Ben, will he be getting anything? Well, I looked at this, and I believe he actually has a case here. It seems crazy to say that, but he does have a case. Hey, Antonio Brown, I like that he's going with my old diet, quantity over quality, uh, with these uh, nine. I believe the number is nine. I think we uh, I read somewhere earlier nine grievances, maybe as many as ten. Uh, But using Maller math, he's not going to go 0 for 10. So let's say he only bats 200, gets two of these. He's going to get something. 
right? He ain't going to get $60 million large cheddar. That ain't going to happen. But I can certainly see him getting about $10 million. If he does that, consider yourself lucky. Because the, the way I break this down, now the, the second part, part B here, Mr. Big Chest, now, the NFL is going to say, look at his social media. The guy's deranged. Uh, this is why the guy's gone. Reckless behavior, blah, 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 blah. But AB's lawyers will argue that that is not reason enough to give up guaranteed money. And the Patriots, from what I read, did not even pay Antonio Brown his salary for week three, even though he practiced all week. So that's sixty-four grand that Antonio Brown's going to get. He's got a legitimate case for that money. And even some of the Raider money, uh, he he has a, a case for the first week of the year, the way that all broke down. So I believe he will get something. He won't get nothing. Next! There was a report Monday morning that the Jags had turned down a trade offer of two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Saxonville. Now, apparently it was uh, from a good team, and they believed that the picks uh, from them in the next two years would be towards the end of the first round. Ben, would you have taken that anyway? Well, here's the thing. First of all, Jacksonville has to do everything they can to make this work, right? And and, and I'd exa- exhaust all options, and then at that point, I would trade him. But you're not going to get a guy as good as uh, as Jalen Ramsey. I mean, even with two first-round picks, Jalen Ramsey's an all-pro-level defensive back. You're likely not going to get it. You're going to starter, but you're not going to get a guy uh, who's going to have that kind of impact that Jalen Ramsey can have on a game. And secondly, like Tom Coughlin, he's got to do the cost-benefit analysis. Now, I heard the the Eagles were hot and heavy uh, in this, and also Kansas City very interested in, in Jalen Ramsey. But if Ramsey is so pig-headed that he is going to be a rotten apple for the rest of the year, then you, just, you get rid of him. But you got to make sure that. I mean, you're going to turn down a lot of money if you're Jalen Ramsey. All right, there it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? He passed this edition. That is a winner you can put on the board. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.